Did you know that dogs don't like hummus? That and much more on this episode of Mouthful. Welcome to Mouthful. I'm Lori Lynn Barker. Mouthful is a podcast about food, culture, and the makers in the world. On today's episode, I'm talking with Kim Gabelin, Senior Marketing Director of Build Jack Dog Food. Mouthful is sponsored by CCF Documentation. Let CCF develop your e-learning or instructional video training. From training assessment to course creation and LMS administration, CCF is your one-stop training resource. Check them out at ccfdocumentation.com. I absolutely love my dogs and cats, by the way. I really do like my cats. But for this episode, I really, really love my dogs. What I find ironic about it, that I spend more time trying to feed my dogs healthy dog food than I do feeding healthy food to myself. At one point, I had a dog that was allergic to red dye. Now, if you're not familiar with how much dog food is out there and dog treats that have red dye in it, I suggest you just start researching it. That was one of the most difficult things that I've done to get my dogs to eat healthy is try to find something that didn't have red dye in it. And that was a challenge in itself. And that was before the trend of healthy and natural dog food. And when my Basenjis got lymphoma and both of my Basenjis had lymphoma, I went to feeding them homemade dog food, which was, you know, really nice ground beef and apples and yams. And I would cook it all down and I would measure it out. Now, it's not as hard as it sounds, but it does take some time. So I've been in that venture, natural homemade dog food. And now with Brody and Frankie, I'm currently feeding them a food that is dehydrated and has to be prepared every day. But I'll tell you what, oh my goodness, do they like it. It's called Home Kitchen. So if you're interested in going down that route, it's kind of like Fresh Pet, but this is dehydrated. It's called Home Kitchen. I do use treats from Bill Jack in my daily training of my dogs. So grab your bowl. It's time to learn about dog food from Kim Gabelin, Senior Marketing Director of Bill Jack Dog Food. Tell me the history behind Bill Jack. A lot of people, you see a lot of it in like PetSmart, in the pet food stores, but a lot of people don't know the history behind it. What is the history? Yeah, you know, well, Bill and Jack, oddly enough, uh, Bill and Jack (laughs) Kelly are our founders, and they actually started the company over 70 years ago. And uh, we started with a frozen food that we still make regionally, but what we're known mostly for is our dry dog food. And uh, what's unusual about our dry dog food is we are really focused on the nutrition, the nutrients in it, what the dog needs. And so uh, we make it a little bit differently because we use a lot of fresh chicken, and that fresh chicken brings in a lot of great nutrients, and then we cook it gently, slowly, um, and then dry it gently and slowly. So, um, so it's just it's easy to chew, and it also has a great taste, and it has all those great nutrients that your dog needs in it. I always knew Bill Jack from training treats, actually. I wasn't aware that yeah. they had such a long history and such a large line of dog food. 
Yeah, you know, it's really, you know, it's really been both. And a lot of people do know us for our treats, especially the training treats. Um, we have Little Jacks, and they're, they're nice, small training treats. And they're made with chicken liver, and dogs usually go nuts for them. I know my dog loves them, um, and he just doesn't seem to tire of them. <laughs> so, so it's really good. So if you're, like, trying to motivate a dog for training, um, they're, they're a great treat to be able to do that. What are some of the other treats you have? I know last year, I believe you had pumpkin treats, which is all the rage at this time of year. Yeah, we have um, we have dessert jacks, and I think those are available at Chewy.com. And we have, but we have a, a variety of, of them. We have Gooberlicious, which is our peanut butter flavor treat. And it is a flavor treat so that if you're peanut butter sensitive, you can actually use it um, because it doesn't have peanut butter in it. We also have some mixed flavors. So we have PB Nanas, which are peanut butter and banana. And we have some that are America's Vet Dogs treats that are actually treats that are kind of part of our, our cause partner. And they really help to support veterans who need uh, service dogs, who need an assistance dog. And so we're real excited about those because both Bill and Jack were actually in World War II in the service. One of the things I found very interesting about the history about your company is that a lot of money hasn't been put into advertising. It was put back into the actual product. Yes, we, you know, we focus a lot on, because of all of the, the fresh chicken and how we make it, you know, we make it, like, like I said, slowly in small batches, you know, not in mass production. And so because we make it so differently, we want, really want to focus on the quality of our food and what, we, what we're able to give to, to dogs and to dog parents. And so we don't spend a lot of money on advertising. So we're kind of like a best-kept secret, I always say, you know, because people don't always know a lot about us. But a lot of people, once they try us, are, are really amazed and, and really kind of happy with what they're, what they're seeing with their dogs. And if people want more information about your product, where do they go? You know, I always say start with our website. Uh, that's a great place to start. It's billjack.com. It's B-I-L-J-A-C.com. And we've got a lot of great information out there. We've got our dog blog, and we also have a way to sign up for our Best Friends Club so we can email you some of the articles that we write every month about taking care of a dog, um, having a dog as part of your family. Uh, there's nutrition articles, new product information. So we really try to do a, a lot of different things to be able to help people you know, have a nice, long, healthy life with their dog. And the other thing you can do is you can upload photos of your dog. Yeah, it's always it's always great to be able to. Like, we we um, have a little section that we call the Bill Jack Believer section, and you can actually tell us a little bit about your dog and and you know if you've used some of our products, maybe you know what your experience has been. We love to see see people you know do that, and we're out on Facebook, of course, and Instagram and Pinterest. We've got some great training videos out there. You know, I always hear a lot about from people about I'm not sure how to train, or can you give me a few tips. We actually work with Joel Silverman, who is a well-known uh, dog trainer, and he, he's done commercials, he's done TV shows, and he, he's phenomenal. He just has a really positive attitude and really kind of gives you within, you know, a couple minutes uh, some really key tips to maybe training a particular, you know, thing. It could be something basic like sit, but it also could be something fun like a kiss or uh, walking backwards, um, you know, just maybe some different things that you might be able to amaze your friends and family with. Well, I'm going to brag on my dog. My dog knows how to pray. And so people who don't oh, know. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so people don't know this 100-pound dog sits on his back haunches. And then he, if you put your arm down, he'll put his paws on your arm. And then he'll stick his head through his paws. So when you tell Aww. him to pray, that what he, that's what he does. 
And it's very funny watching this 100-pound dog do it. And then these people are going, what is he doing? Especially if he's doing it on them because <laughs> they're not used to a 100-pound dog doing it. And that was, one of, that was one of the things that I used one of your treats for is to train him how oh, to. Oh, yeah. Not Cheetos is the story I was telling you off the air. I think <laughs> I was using one of your treats to train him how to do, how to pray, and how to do that kind of stuff. Do you have special food for special needs dogs? You know, we absolutely do. You know, we have some of the things that you're probably used to seeing, like food for senior dogs, um, you know, for small breeds and large breeds. Uh, we have a reduced fat food. Um, you know, obviously keeping your dog at a healthy weight is really important. And then um, one of our more recent um, introductions was a picky no more dog food. And tell me about that, because we the, are here to talk about picky eaters. Yeah, you know, well, you know, we really were getting a lot of feedback from people who were telling us that, you know, they had picky dogs and that they were having good success with Jack, and we wanted to know that there was, you know, help for people who are frustrated, right? It's 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 tough. You you really feel so responsible, right, for your dog. Right. And you really want to make sure that they're eating well and they're feeling good. And so, you know, it's one of those big stressors when your dog isn't eating that you're, you know, that you're kind of concerned about what do I do and is there something wrong and, and how do I get them to eat? And then you, then sometimes maybe you start doing some bad behavior. So it's really, it's really important to, you know, have a food that you feel comfortable is very good nutritionally, but also that tastes good. And that's really what picking no more is about. I know it's so frustrating when you have a pet that's a picky eater and you finally find something that they will eat and you go out and you buy Mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff that you think they will eat and you get it home and that day they decide they don't like it anymore. Yeah, and you know, and I think what you know, a couple things, right? You know, keep your receipt because a lot of times, you know, maybe you've bought something. A lot of times, you can take a lot of brands back to the store, right, and and right. talk to the store about it and bring the bag back, and so that that's a really good thing. And but but like you said, it's it's very frustrating, right? Because it takes a lot of time and energy, and then you have to go back to the store and figure out <laughs> maybe if there's something else that they can eat. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so yeah, it can it can be a really a really tough thing for for some pet parents. Well, I'd like to kind of go off topic. There is actually a nonprofit here called Colorado Pet Pantry. And what they do is they actually run food banks for pet food. And they will take your unused food if it's opened or if you can't return it after it's open to the store. You can always donate to the Colorado Pet Pantry. Oh, that's outstanding. Yes, you know, talking to a shelter about it or, you know, a rescue. And mm-hmm. if they do take that, that's a, a great way to be able to use that and not have to waste it. Right. So that's always nice if you have a picky eater in your house and then you end up giving it to the Colorado Pet Pantry. <laughs> I'll post that website on my website. When can picky eating become a problem with these pets? Well, you know, I, you know, I think a couple different things. You know, you know, we do get a lot of questions like, why are some dogs right. picky? And you know, I think just like people, dogs, you know, some dogs eat to live, and some dogs live to eat. And so, um, so you know, some are very food motivated. We were talking about our dogs being food motivated before. You know, our, you know, some are very food motivated, and some just aren't. And so, you know, that could be part of it. But there also could be other things going on, right? There could be. It could be maybe that you know. Their current food might be, you know, maybe not agreeing with them very well. And so maybe they're just not real interested in it because they remember the last time they had that, that, you know, they didn't feel so great. It could be that they're anxious or stressed. You know, dogs that are anxious, maybe haven't been spending as much time around, maybe schedules have been changing. That can be very stressful also, you know, for a dog. Um, Or it could be even just that they're having issues with their teeth. Mm -hmm. 
um, sometimes, you know, check their mouth, you know, make sure that their teeth are doing okay. And, you know, it could be that they're just having some trouble chewing, um, which is, which can be a, a challenge for some pet parents. You know, typically we would say that a picky eater is a dog that doesn't, um, that consistently doesn't eat, you know, all, you know, all day, like for a whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, so if there's maybe they might skip one meal, that well, okay, that might be okay. But if they start to miss a day, day and a half, if they're starting to look lethargic, or, you know, maybe um, losing weight, that, that's when you definitely want to make sure that you're checking with your veterinarian, right? That may not be a picky dog. But if your dog's eating on a fairly regular basis and consistently here and there, that's probably fine. But if they're just refusing their food, then there, then there could be some other things at play, you know, in terms of maybe too many treats or too, ma- too much people food. You know, those kinds of things can certainly detract from mealtime. And I hate to preach, but a lot of times it is too much people food that makes them picky eaters or they don't want to eat for a day. And that's, you know, you're feeding them something they really shouldn't be having. And the next day they're like, no, I'm good. I don't want to eat. Yeah. You know, I think some people maybe equate giving them their food with love. Right. And so, you know, food is nutrition. Um, You know, the love you give them is, is their love. Right. So you don't want to substitute your, you know, your love and care and attention for, you know, for that. And, and I think a lot of people, I mean, when I talk to folks, what I hear a lot is, oh, I didn't realize it was that many calories. You know, so you might think, oh, I'm going to give them a piece of bacon. But, you right. know, that might be, well, 80, 80 calories. That's a lot of calories depending on the size of your dog and right. in terms of their daily diet. Right. So, so like you said, I don't think, you know, sometimes people don't realize that they're maybe, you know, being too generous with those kinds of things. Well, I have a dog that's very sensitive to pork. And you would think, you know, mm. oh, pork can't be that bad. You know, there's no seasoning on it or anything. But his big, he, I was going to say little body, but he's a 100-pound dog. But <laughs> his body just doesn't like it. And he kind of gets like a, almost like a pancreatitis thing going on. And so we are mm-hmm. very clear, no scraps from the table to this dog. Sure. And, and you never know something maybe that you've given them, like, you know, they could have a sensitivity to it, like, you, like, you know, like your dog. Or, you know, they also, it also might be something bad, like I, grapes, you know, are one of those things where people think, oh, grapes are great for dogs. No, grapes are really not good for dogs. They could be toxic. And mm-hmm. really, even just one or two grapes is not good for them. So, you know, sometimes you think, oh, I'm going to give them a little treat. Um, but sometimes, like you said, it's better to just skip the, the people food right. and, and stick to the food that's really kind of formulated for their needs. And you might have touched on this earlier. What attracts a dog to the picky no more brand you know because like if you have a senior food or a lot of times you can go to the vet if your cat's in end stage of his life and he has cancer or something you can get a certain food that kind of guarantees that the cat will eat and they Mm -hmm. basically make it more savory and it's more uh scent sensory in it so what Mm -hmm. what attracts a dog to the picky no more yeah, you know, well, we, our picking no more is made with chicken, but it's also made with chicken liver. It's it's the only recipe that we make with chicken liver, and we really thought that just kind of takes that taste up a notch, um, in terms of the smell and the taste of it. And so that I think that that really kind of gets them excited, and so that then they're then they're you know kind of excited about eating. And and you know what we've heard is you know feedback that we get from folks are that you know they they're not just excited today like you were saying you know sometimes you get something and they just want to eat it for the day but but that you know there's a sustained you know interest in that food and that's what's and that's what's really important right so that you don't have to worry about that day after day now is this a softer food or is it you know just like a regular kibble you know 
all of our kibble is easy to chew because of the unique way we make it because we don't make it with high temperature and high pressure. So it's a little easier to chew than a lot of other kibbles are. And so um, some dogs, I think, just like that easier to chew kind of feeling, like that they don't have to crunch so hard. And so that can sometimes also, you know, that mouthfeel, just like for us, mouthfeel can also be very important for our dogs. Oh, right, because I've, I've actually learned never feed hummus to a dog. The hard way. <laughs> I, I, to, between you and me and everyone who's listening, I'm sitting there eating hummus and I'm like, it's got olive oil in it. It's got chickpeas in it. It's supposed to mm-hmm. get all of everything I'm looking at what's on a hummus is pretty good for dogs, right? So my dog's sitting there and I don't, and I'm the person in the house they know they don't get treats from. And my dog's sitting there mm-hmm. and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if dogs will eat hummus. And so I, <laughs> gave a chip of hummus to my dog and I'm here to tell you they don't like hummus. <laughs> the, the look on the fa- oh, no. the look on his face was priceless like what are you what what did you just put in my mouth? <laughs> so dogs don't like hummus probably because of the mouthfeel I would say. <laughs> it it could be it could be that could be one of the things. <laughs> tell me one more time about the America's vet dog treats. Yeah, you know, this is a partnership we have. It's, we're coming up on 10 years next year, so we were just talking about this the other day. And and we were really looking for an organization that we could help support. And we learned about America's Vet Dogs, and we just thought that they were a perfect fit because of Bill and Jack being in, in World War II, and, and they were in the Army. And, and so we thought it was really a fantastic way to kind of do something that was important to the family, to the Kelly family, and also be able to help people get a service dog. I mean, there are a lot of veterans who are waiting for a service dog and could really benefit from it. And it could be that they may have lost a limb or may not be able to have the same type of mobility that they had before. Or maybe there's also, you know, PTSD benefits in terms of like traumatic stress benefits of having a service animal. So it, there's really there's a lot of, a lot of uh, opportunity. And so we really felt like the America's Vet Dogs organization was an excellent organization to partner with. And so um, we have on the front of the bag Joe and his dog, Benjamin. Uh, that was Joe's first service dog. Uh, jo- uh, Benjamin just recently passed away, and Joe has a new dog uh, named Galaxy. And, uh, and he's been with us for much of this 10-year journey. And, and it's really been really fantastic because I know we've We've raised over $800,000 to be able to donate to America's Vet Dogs to be able to help provide service animals for veterans and first responders. And if people want more information on this, they can go to your website, which is bill-jack-without-the-k.com. That's right. You also have wet foods. Tell me about your wet foods. Because I think a lot of people think yeah, Bill you know, Jack, we... they think dry food. Tell me about your wet foods. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're talking about picky eaters, right? Sometimes you want to add a wet food to kind of help, you know, entice them or give them something else to be able to, to eat and give a little variety. We have two different kinds of wet food. We have pate platters, which is a, a larger size can that has a pate. It's more like a ground kind of a cons- consistency. And then uh, we've got three different varieties in that. And then we also have our stews line, which is they're smaller um, little uh, cups of uh, chunks, chunky kind of food. And um, we also have 
four varieties of that. So, you know, you know, if you feel like, like I said, getting a little bit of variety in there, a little more moisture in the food, you know, if you feel like you want your dog to make sure that your dog's kind of having a little bit more liquid, then that's a really great way to be able to kind of add something fun. You could add it just a little bit in and, you know, as a topper. And what's really great about our pate platters and the cans, they, they all come with a lid on them, a plastic lid. So you can, you know, so you can keep them in the refrigerator so that you don't have to waste any of it. And it's easy for you to do that. You don't have to get out the rubber band and the saran wrap and all that kind of thing. <laughs> but if you have a hundred pound dog, you never use that. <laughs> so yeah, no, no, probably not. But with my, but probably with my 10 pound dog, <laughs> that's probably why I think about that. <laughs> right. What are some of the things that are on the horizon for Bill Jack? We know we really um, we have a couple of you know we have a couple of recently new products. One of them uh, we launched is a probiotic food spray, and um, and that's called uh, Breakthrough Biotics. And it's a great easy way to be able to add probiotics to your dog's food. Uh, you know some foods have probiotics in them, but we really felt like it was we wanted to have people you know have more control and decide if they wanted to add them or not add them, and they can use that easily with the spray, and it's got a great taste. So that's really been, you know, something that people are starting to become more and more interested in. You know, I think more and more people know more about probiotics, you know, these days, and we continue to learn more and more about them in terms of our health and the health of dogs. Well, I know a lot of vets will prescribe probiotics for animals now. If like they give them, like just with people, like if they give them an antibiotic, they're like, here, put this on their food, and it is an, an actual probiotic. Yes, and it actually, and it really helps with, you know, it helps with um, digestion. So it helps keep it, you know, healthy digestion. And it also helps with immune function because in your gut, you know, in your intestines is, you know, and in your dog's intestines, about 70% of their immune system is in their intestines, which isn't, the, which isn't where you would think it would be, right? Right. So, so that so it can be very you know very helpful you know if you um, if you have a dog who might be a little sensitive or you know has a touchy stomach it could be it could be a good thing to add right to see if that helps kind of support their healthy digestion and you know we get a lot of great feedback about easy to use you know so, some things that are out there are capsules some are, are powders and they're not always convenient and you know easy to use. And so we really wanted to create something that would be quick. You know, you could, depending on the size of your dog, is the number of sprays that you would spray on the food. You know, it might be one to four sprays a day. And, you know, and I keep mine on the counter, you know, so it's right next to my food where I feed my dog. Mm-hmm. And so it's real easy. It doesn't have to be refrigerated. It's shelf stable. So it's, it, again, you know, it tastes great. It kind of adds some great taste to the food. So there's, there's always, you know, a benefit to be able, you know, to be able to do that and not, you know, and make it easy because you have to do it every day really to help them, to, you know, to help kind of support their daily health. So it's important to be able to make that easy to do. And if people are interested in getting more information about anything we talked about, where should they go? Our website is billjack.com. It's B-I-L-J-A-C.com. And, you know, we're also out on you know, places like Instagram and out in the digital space. So, you know, come out there and you can see a little bit more about some of the other people that use Bill Jack and, uh, and just dogs. Like we're just, we love dogs. <laughs> so we love to celebrate them. Right. I mean, they're, right. Like, we're so lucky that they, that they're with us. You know, I know they're not never with us for as long as we'd like them to be, but there's so much that we can do to, to, for dogs and to really to help them and to keep them healthy. But there's also so much that dogs do for us. And so that's what's, you know, it's great to be able to work in, you know, with dogs because, because of that reason. That was Kim Gabelin from Bill Jack Dog Food. And don't forget to visit their website, bill-jack-without-the-k.com, billjack.com. And 
What have we learned from this episode of Mouthful? Dogs do not like hummus. I wanted to tell this story after the interview. When Brody was a puppy, I did obedience training with him. The instructor asked us to bring a treat that the dog would only get when they are being trained. And it had to be something that they absolutely loved and they savored and they would basically harm people to get to. So the next session, I showed up with Cheetos. Brody will do acts of danger just to get to his Cheetos. As I was working with him in an agility course, I had to get him to go through the tunnel. So the trainer told me to throw a Cheeto in. So I threw a Cheeto in the tunnel and Brody ran through. And from behind me, I hear from a friend of mine, hell, I'd go through a tunnel for a Cheeto. And let's all admit, it's fun to watch dogs eat Cheetos. Mouthful is sponsored by CCF Documentation. Whether you want to train your employees or teach your customers how to properly use your equipment or product, or you're wanting to market your expertise to the world, online training is fast becoming one of the most sought-after forms of training in the business world today. Providing flexibility as well as consistency, e-learning will get your new hires or customers trained faster and with less resources. At CCF Documentation, we provide customized e-learning solutions geared to proactively and efficiently train your employees or customers with measurable training outcomes. To maximize your training effectiveness, contact CCF Documentation at ccfdocumentation.com. Suzanne Summers recently posed nude for her 73rd birthday and, and posted it on Instagram and then admitted that her and her husband have sex two times a day. Well, you can imagine that the ladies at the Chit Chat Club show had a lot to say about that. Look for the latest episode of the Chit Chat Club on iHeart, YouTube, and all other platforms that podcasts are available on. And look for me on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter. Look for me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Please feel free to contact me if you have a question or you would like to be a guest on Mouthful at mouthfulthepodcast at gmail.com. With Mouthful, I'm Lori Lynn Barker. And as always, stay fresh, cheese bags. Cheese bags.